Randy Powell, 29 days to clean this over. Got my 30 days tomorrow. I get my 30 day chip in the program, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Although I am just as much a drug addict as I am an alcoholic, I th- believe they call that duly addicted. Anyways, uh, fuck, what haven't I been addicted to? You know what I mean? Uh, gambling, fucking booze, dope. <clears throat> you name it, whatever, doesn't matter. Ah, uh, so, uh, Today's podcast is just about today. <laughs> the only fucking day that matters. You know, the day you're living in. Because, uh, you know, one foot in yesterday, one foot in tomorrow, and pissing all over today. Well, that's never a good idea. <laughs> Fuck. I wish someone would have taught me that a long time ago. Anyways, they did. I just wasn't listening. So, uh, yeah, today's a really good day, though. It was, it was like the fucking most awesome hor- and horrible day. All wrapped into one. I can't... I guess the only thing I could do is tell you why. You know? Try to explain it. I don't know. I, uh... I'm in a treatment center in Surrey, BC, Canada. And like I said, I got 29 days today, but, like... I have so many things to be grateful for. I got up this morning. Had six eggs. And while I was cooking those eggs, I looked up and noticed, fuck, there's a roof over my head and it's not raining on me. That was so awesome. And then I looked down and I was like, fuck, my feet are firmly planted on the floor. And then I started started uh, flipping my eggs around in the pan, you know, as they started to uh, solidify from, you know, from a liquid into scrambled eggs. And I started to realize, oh, fuck, I got two arms and two good hands. Two good arms and two good hands to move these eggs around. Not everybody's got two fucking good arms and two legs, you know, like not everybody does. You know, like, so, I don't know. I was grateful for the floor, the ceiling, my arms and hands, my eggs. And, uh, and all of that stuff. But, uh, but I don't know. It started off on the wrong foot, too, because, uh, I got into an argument with the only woman I ever loved this morning. It was terrible. Honest. If it almost fucked my whole day up, but uh, I guess maybe I don't know. I should I don't know because this is a woman I seem to be able to like and would forgive her anything. But I mean, fuck, believe me, I did a lot of shit that she that she asked that she forgave me for. Like, I mean, the fact that this woman is still talking is pretty remarkable you know because I've known her for 40 months and and uh I kept leaving her to go into my addiction and I leave this beautiful woman that I'm in love with I mean why would you leave this beautiful you know and the funny thing is is that you know I just they say oh can't give away what you don't have or you uh can't love someone unless you love yourself and you know that is true because I wasn't loving myself so I'd go back to my addiction and leave her, even though I fucking am really in love with this woman. And, uh, I'm going to marry her. We're going to get married. Yeah. But right now, she doesn't think I'm making it. And I'm not fucking doing this for her, because if I'm just doing it for her and I don't fix me, then there'll never be an us. And I know that. And 
and because I already tried that, fuck, and it doesn't work. So I'm just praying right now, though, that uh, that uh, she doesn't feel like because she's an amazing woman, done so much growth in her own right over the time that I've known her, and I guess in a way she did leave me behind in that area. But I'm doing it now, and uh, I don't really think she left me behind. Like, fuck, you know, I got a lot of good shit. Like, there's a lot of fucking really good things about me. I'm a fucking really good person. I mean, just the other day she told me it was sweet. And, uh, you know, but that fucking, uh, that just goes to what I'm trying to say, too, is that, like, relying on fucking her, my sister, fucking anybody, (laughs) you know, words or actions or anything to make me feel like like I need them to make me feel like a fucking person you know I gotta be my own person first and I was never gonna be able to do that I was always trying to be somebody for somebody else and I got lost in the shuffle but now I'm working on myself and you know and just build up my own self-esteem build up my own self-worth um do things for myself instead of always having to ask people and <clears throat> and I don't know I just gotta try to stand on my own two feet right now like I never have and uh it's hard though because like I don't know um like most people like I don't know if most people do what I do like when they get into an argument with their girlfriend I mean if they're really truly in love with her does <clears throat> do they let it like fucking destroy them like you know like uh, I don't know that argument this morning it's like it destroyed me but like I I fucking you know, because we just got talking again, and I just seen her last weekend, and it was so awesome, and I felt like, I felt like it was, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know, I love seeing her last weekend, I was supposed to see her this Sunday, but now that's off too, I think, but I'm not, I'm not going to say that yet, I pretty, I, I'm thinking she might want to see me this Sunday, I hope she does. I was looking forward to spending a day with her. It's going to be Father's Day. Which is, uh, I don't know. It's a day for me that I never think much of Father's Day. I don't know why. Because I probably, but today, I don't know. Today, so so many, so what happened today? Get up, get in a fight with my girlfriend. Um, she tells me she thinks that uh, we should not see each other for a while. Which, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that. Because, like, they say, you know, if you want to have intimacy and you want to have love in a relationship, you have to fucking, you have to protect. Yeah, you need connection. Connection is the number one thing for love and relationship. So you have to protect the connection. And I feel like when she says, let's not see each other for a while, I need to, I want to just run and jump and fix it and make everything okay. And like, <clears throat> instead of like give her her space and stuff like that, but I, I don't know. There is probably something to that, but there probably is something to that. Like just give her her space. If she says she wants to just dial it back for a while or whatever, fuck, let her go. I can't. If I chase her, maybe I'll push her away. But then if I don't chase her, I'm scared what'll happen. You know, I'm scared what will happen, that I'm scared that, I'm scared that, 
You know, like when people too, people don't talk and then all of a sudden they start talking to somebody new. And then they all of a sudden get a connection with somebody else. And then they're gone out of your life. Am I just going to let this fucking girl go? I'm supposed to meet her at fucking one of the, one of the SkyTrain stations. Spend a day with her on Sunday and I don't fucking care. If she doesn't talk to me between then and now and then, because she won't answer me right now. And if she doesn't talk to me between now and then, I'm going to the fucking station and I'm just going to tell her, hey, you know, I'll just text her and tell her I'm here. Did you still want to see? Did you still want to spend the day with me? And if she says no, then I'll just get back on the train and go back home. And I'll just have to be okay with that. And that's okay. But uh, then hopefully we'll be able to talk another time, but... Um, I have to at least try. I remember one time when, uh, cause I remember one time, I don't know, she broke up with me last summer when I was 85 days clean and sober in a treatment center in Surrey again. And I remember I was at my fucking probation officers. I was doing my little check-in that I had to do or whatever. And, and we got in this argument and she just said, no, I just don't want this anymore. Right. <clears throat> and so I remember running down fucking 104 to the train and I jumped the fucking train at Surrey Central and I went into uh, I went to fucking Coquitlam Center and then I fucking got over by the McDonald's and I knew she'd be getting off at 4.30 and I was like I just texted her from the McDonald's and I just said hey I'm at the McDonald's by your work and then she's like and then and then she came and picked me up and then I went hung out for a while and we had a good time. Like we always do. But, uh, but I don't know. And, uh, so I remember, I, you know, I remember, you know, sometimes you gotta, I remember saying something about, I remember writing about it after and saying something about, you know, sometimes you just gotta let people have their space. Sometimes you gotta just do this. And sometimes you just have to go to McDonald's. <laughs> You know, and fucking, it was like an inside joke between me and her, because anybody else who might have been read, who might have read that, or who would ever read that in the future, um, will never know what it was actually talking about, what happened that day, but the important thing is, is she said, she said, uh, she said, well, she said, well, I won't give up, but she goes, she goes, she goes, thanks for not giving up on me, because, uh, I don't know. I'll never give up on her. I'll never give up on us. And why would I? Why would I do that? But I don't know. Of course I'm not a retard. Like, fuck. If, if she told me that, like, I never want to get back together with you again. And that's my new... I'm moving on, and we will never be going out ever again. Then I would say, okay. And then I'd probably stay single for a good long time. And then I'd have to get myself another woman. And I would have to get myself another woman. And then I would have to, and then I would get married. Because I'm going to be married. I want to have, be in a loving relationship and have a wife. That's what that's what I want to have for my sobriety. 
I never drugs and alcohol. Well, I don't know. It was like my shitty childhood led to me running from the pain to doing to drinking and doing drugs to cover it all up. And it worked for a long time until it reared its ugly head and it was my worst enemy. And it cost me twenty years behind bars and I kinda missed that window, you know. To have kids and to have a family. To get married and stuff, like to have a wife and, and to have a family and stuff. <clears throat> but I always told myself since I was young I didn't want to have kids and I didn't really want to have kids, but maybe that's just something I tell myself to hide the pain from never having children. I don't know, because now that I'm getting older, I think, you know, what would a little Randy look like or, you know, what would it would have been like to have kids? But uh, I don't know. And I'm almost, I mean, my dad had me when he was 65 years old, so I have my sister at 63 and I'm only 48 right now. So believe me, I could still have a whole bunch of fucking kids, but I, I don't want kids, though. I'm old now, and I want to just, I don't know. I don't want any kids, put it that way. Kids are fucking, kids are work. Besides, I'm going over the woman that, you know, um, you know, who's at an age where she obviously doesn't have any more kids. I mean, we're fucking pushing 50 in her, but, you know, she's the woman that I want to marry and make my wife and spend my golden years with. You know, spend whatever, spend all of my last days with, you know. And she's the one that I want to spend all of my spare time with. Yeah, she's my best friend. So today, today was been a hardful day, but uh, I almost feel like it was a setup today, like by my sister, because my sister fucking sent me this picture of like you know her dogs down by the dock and this guy that I never fucking seen before. He's pulling a, he's got a fish in his hand. Like, as if he, like, fucking didn't even catch it with a hook. Like, he just, you know, it looks like he, like, leaned over the dock and just grabbed it out of the water. But, anyways, he got a fish in his hand. Nice size walleye. It's a good picture, she sent me. But, uh, but, uh, my sister has the cutest dogs. But, anyways, so, sent me a picture and fuck. I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? My sister sends me a picture. Then she calls me for like two minutes and doesn't answer me and, and then tells me right away, I gotta go. This guy's here. He's fucking buying my fucking whatever and I gotta go. I'm like, okay, okay, bye, fuck. Well, like, why'd you call me then? Fuck. You know, whatever, right? But I guess maybe he just showed up right after she decided she was gonna call me and talk for a while. It was just the way it worked out. She's like, I gotta go. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, bye. So fucking then she doesn't answer me all night. I'm texting her, phoning her. She doesn't answer me. And then she just texts me a fucking random picture of this guy with a fucker that i never seen before with a fish in his hand. And fucking two dogs. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Like, and so she fucking, my sister did that to me on, on today. And my girlfriend fucking, and I swear to God this morning, she started a fucking fight with me. I was being super nice and everything. I was, I was being really nice. And, and she started a fight with me. And, uh, she started it, I know, like, I fucking, she was, like, bruising for a fucking fight, I, I, I don't know why. But anyways, it doesn't matter, so, uh, yeah, in that fucking way, it was, like, it was almost like a setup, like, like, they were fucking, you know, like, testing me to see, like, 
fuck all on the same day. My sister fucking treats me like an asshole. My girlfriend fucking... <clears throat> my fucking girlfriend breaks up with me. I don't know, I think. Not broke up with me. She didn't say she'd break up with me. But she just said fucking leave me alone. Or I just like space this out or something. And maybe we should talk in six months. Fuck, I guess. I don't know. Sounds like a fucking breakup to me. Anyway, so... <laughs> <clears throat> but uh yeah so and then what happened after that and then what happened after that <sighs> fuck halfway after that yeah so it felt like they were like trying to see if I'd like fucking you know if if like if my girlfriend broke up because last time my girlfriend broke up and said we should just talk in six months she dumped me off the bank machine and I immediately went across and fucking withdrew a bunch of money. Fucking, you know, I ended up fucking using dope and fucking went on a run and fucking ended up in a treatment center again. So basically, fucking, she broke up with me. I burnt my life down. You know, like fucking, and uh, and that obviously means that whatever recovery I had at the time I had at the, at the time, which was fuck all, by the way, um, obviously, you know, me staying at that fucking second stage housing place, obviously, I wasn't. You know, I was just fucking fooling everybody. I wasn't really doing it for me. Because if I would have been doing it for me, then, you know, then when she fucking, when she told me, like, you know, talk to you in six months kind of thing, go get a life and fuck call me when you got one. Well, then I would have went and got a fucking life. And I would have called her when I got one. You know, but I didn't. I went and fucking destroyed my life again, you know. And fucking went and got high and just tripped around for a while and... Same old fucking retarded shit, you know, just going like, I <clears throat> went downtown van and stuff and fucking, I don't know, I don't know, just fucking, just, you know, getting high, stupid, miserable life, fucking, really nothing exciting to it, just sucks, but, uh, but anyways, uh, like, I could literally not use drugs and alcohol for fucking, like, 20 years and go back to, like, the same place and fucking any of the same people that maybe were you, that, you know, that I knew from the past or whatever, that are still fucking drinking and drugging or whatever. There they'd be just doing the same fucking thing. Nothing. You know? Fuck, who wants that, man? I want my life. I want to fucking grow. I want to learn things. I want to help people. I want to want to do so many things. But today just seemed like a weird day. I mean, it almost seemed, seemed like, you know, my sister and my girlfriend just fucking kind of gave it to me on the same day. Fucking just, you know, with both barrels just to see if I'd fucking take off and burn my life down. But, you know, I'm still here. So it's good. I didn't do it. And, uh... And then I actually hung out with some guys in the house tonight. And so I got to make new friends in recovery. And I got to, you know, because <clears throat> even if I was back with my girlfriend, we were living at home, right? Like, fuck, I don't want to be in a codependent relationship where we're attached to the hip. Like, she does, her, she's got her friends. I'll have my friends. She's going to go do her things. And I'm, I'm going to have my friends go do my things. And then we're going to hang out and, and I'll have my job and my career. She can have her career. And then together we'll be able to do a lot of fun things together. But we'll always be together because that's not healthy in any relationship. <clears throat> and that was the sort of the dynamic that 
that we had that we had going on last time we lived together and so I don't want it to be like that again. I want it to be codependent no more, healthy, happy. And uh but I want her to be the woman that I'm with because I don't know. I I say that uh I always say that uh I don't know. I, don't, I even said to her, why do you keep taking me back? She said, because you're so fucking sexy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, well, it's nice to think your girlfriend thinks you're sexy, but like, I hope she thinks I'm more than sexy. Like, but she does. She always tells me she feels like she doesn't have to put on any makeup or fucking, you know, like she can just be herself and she doesn't feel like she has to be somebody else and she's just super comfortable with me. And so... That makes me happy. But yeah, today, they gave it to me in both fucking barrels. And I was like, I don't know. But I didn't fucking take off, didn't burn my life down. I'm never doing that again for anybody. I'm going to make my life good for me this time. And then everything else, everything else will be added on, you know? I don't know. I don't want to get overly religious or anything, but if I had to compare it to like a biblical verse or whatever, it says, you know... Some like seek not but the kingdom of heaven or something and all good things will be added to you. You know, and it's kind of like that, you know, like keep your eye on God and don't worry about the rest. You know, because, and then it's sort of like some people who don't believe in God, they believe in like, you know, the universe or the law of attraction and things like that, which I believe in too. I actually believe in God, but I also believe in, you know, the universe, the law of attraction. I believe in all of that, all of that stuff. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, it's, you know, like, it's almost like, it's almost like the saying where, like, if you want to have, if you want to have a lot of money and stuff like that and everything, it's like, you know, don't worry about, like, you know, going to do something that pays a lot of money or whatever. It's like, you know, you got to find out. You got to find out what it is that you love to do and find your passion. And once you find your passion and you do that, the money will come. You know, this fucking podcast isn't about money. It's about just living a certain life, being grateful for the everything you have now. And then... Seeing uh, your life um, get better and and better and better and better. So, I mean, it sounds like I'm rambling a little bit, but a lot. Of, and then and then the, what the really good things about today though were, you know, or if I think about it, everything except for my sister and my girl, my two most important people in my world right now aren't talking to me. I don't know. Um, I feel like I don't even know what I did wrong, but I don't know. I but I just today I uh, did my step five. I don't know. Admitted God to God to admitted to God to my admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. So I did that with somebody that's uh, he's a walking miracle himself. He shouldn't be alive right now. 
it's amazing. You know, it was not that long ago given, uh, you know, it was given a very short time to live. And he's far surpassed, you know, what the doctor said, the amount of time that he'd be around for. Because he's working for God right now. <laughs> Even his t-shirt today when he came, he said, I am a child of God. I'm a beloved child of God, it said. I think it said that. I'm a beloved child of God. <clears throat> I love that t-shirt. But anyways, I don't know. He is, though. He's doing a lot of good works. And so somebody, you know, thinks, hey, and the doctors might think, you know, you only got like this many months to live or this much time to live, but it doesn't matter what the doctors think. It only matters what God thinks, you know. And God said, you know, God said that uh, that rather than, you know, you know, after your diagnosis, returning to your old life and going to burn it down, he decided to uh, keep going in his recovery. And uh, he decided to keep going in his recovery. And he's working for God. So God's like, well, I need you here Obviously, God's keeping him around for a reason, but anyways, he's an amazing guy, and I don't know, I don't know him that well, but he just really is amazing, and he's nice, and I don't know, and I was able, to, and I was grateful today, because, uh, you know, he agreed to do my step five with me, and I was able to um, just talk about the things that you talk about in step five, you know, the things that... Uh, things that happened you know like from like when you were a kid and everything like that and why you got into drugs and alcohol and and uh you know and and just realizing that i don't know i'm taking ownership for you know for your part and everything and just getting through it so um yeah so i feel good now and i'm on to step six Talked, and I talked to my sponsor today. I had a good talk with him. So I'm really grateful to have him in my life because he's a really good guy too. And it's weird though how I say, like I say, these people are really good people. But then at, right in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, but I don't trust them. Because <laughs> I don't trust anybody. You know, I don't trust anybody. I never have. never trust anybody. My whole life. But it's a terrible way to live. And at some point you have to you have to at some point you have to trust people. Even if even if uh by doing so leaves you open to getting hurt. Because otherwise you won't get in you won't be able to have intimacy, you won't be able to experience love, you won't be able to experience uh, deep connections with friends, with your wife, with anyone. And so, I don't know. I'm ready to trust some people, you know. I'm getting ready to trust some people. There are some people I trust right now. Well, no, I'll trust my sister. I don't know.
my fucking chest anymore though. It's a hard one. You haven't been able to even trust yourself, you know, for years, you know, all the years telling yourself, oh, you know, I'm not going to fucking relapse. I'm not going to fucking go back to jail. I'm not going to drink ever again. And then, you know, how many mornings have we woken up, you know, praying to the porcelain goddess, you know, just saying, fuck, so hungover, so depressed, just being like, oh God, never drinking again, right? And there you are, fucking... You know, next Friday, hammered at your friend Craig's place or whatever. Right? Like, it's just fucking. You know, and then you you learn to not to be able to trust yourself. And I did that. You know, I did that to myself for a lot of years. So, and that's good thing about recovery too is you get all that stuff back, all that stuff, and way more than that. You know, you get your self esteem back, self respect. You know, able to trust yourself. Be able to do the things that you say you're going to do. You tell somebody you're going to help them. You'll be there for them. You know, instead of telling them you're going to help them. And like, really honestly though, like, you know, really believe that, you know, you'll be there on time and on that Saturday when they need your help or whatever. And really believe that you're going to do it, you know, in all honesty, like you have the best of intentions, right? But then, you know, there you are drunk or hungover and you can't make it, you know, or whatever, or, you know, or... Or you're back using drugs and, you know, you're fucking high and you're not even getting on the phone to fucking tell the person that you can't make it. You're just standing them up or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, this doesn't matter. I don't fucking, I don't want to talk about that. I'm just saying, it feels like I'm talking about the past again. The fucking point is, is that I got a compelling future. I'm fucking doing what I'm doing right now for me. Not for any girl, not for any sister, not for anybody fucking anybody. And, uh... Praying that my sister's coming to surprise me. I have a feeling she's coming here. I have a feeling I'm going to see my sister on Sunday. Fuck, it would be amazing if she was actually coming here to surprise me. What fucking, why do, what makes me think fucking my sister would come here to surprise me though? You know, why would she do that? I mean, fuck. All they ever did was fuck her over and lie to her or fucking promise her the world. And But I got to get over that too. Because... I don't know. I'll deal with that in my step nine. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. I'll fucking take care of that in step nine. But right now, I'm not on step nine. I'm on step six. So, and, uh, I'm not doing step nine today. And today's the only day that matters, and I'm on step six. So that's all that matters right now is step six. But anyways, um, yeah. I don't really have much else to say, but oh, we had an in-house AA meeting at the treatment center I was at, which was comprised of just the fellows that are staying in the house. And there was about, I don't know, 12 of us. I don't know the exact number that's here. We got a new guy today, though. Seems like a real decent guy. And, uh, and so, yeah. So we had an in-house meeting. And uh, we had some good topics to speak on, and uh, everybody listened as we were respectful of each other. And uh, it was just like going to an outside meeting, really. But we had an inside meeting, so yeah, so it was really nice, and I'm grateful for that. Like, you know, and I don't know, it was a meeting that, you know, I really wanted to be at the meeting. Probably like, you know, 
probably like I've never wanted to be in a meeting before. I just, I don't know, I've been to two meetings, one today and one yesterday, and both meetings I went to. Um, I just realized that, you know, I don't know, I'm going to need to go to meetings. I'm going to need to go to meetings in order to, um, I forget about need to go to meetings, you know. I'm just going to, I'm, I want to go to meetings. Because you meet cool people there. You make new friends in recovery. They're your tribe. They're your people. Because uh, they're your tribe. They're your people. Because uh, they've all been through the same things. So keep going to meetings and try to um, do my part in the fellowship. And hopefully be able to sponsor people later on and stuff. So I'm looking forward to all of that stuff. But I don't know. Day, and but after I did my step five, I felt light on my feet and uh, I left the past behind. I honored my parents, who, um, you know, particularly my mom, both my parents. But, um, you know, today was kind of like a saying sorry to my parents, you know, sorry for, sorry for, um, kind of being mad at them for not being there for me when I was a kid, but, you know, realizing that, uh, you know, people always are only doing, you got to find the positive intention and everything. And people are always only doing, uh, I mostly believe this. I want to believe it, that people are only doing the best they can at any given moment in time with what they have. And... I guess I really do believe that too. People are only doing the best they can at any given moment in time with what they have. Well, I don't know. It's sometimes hard to look at that though. To think of people that like you're like, fuck, you know, I don't know, man. That fucking person did this or that. How could they have been doing the fucking best that they fucking could at any given moment in time? Like, come on. You know, really? Sometimes you just don't want to believe that. I don't know. That's fucking one actually I still have to contemplate. But I guess I would say it was the case with my parents. But anyways, today I honored my parents and I'm happy for that. I'm fucking going to bed. It's been Randy's Runch Recovery Unfiltered. Good night.